hey, who knows? Maybe the white only fountain tastes better. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I remember when someone walked into the room. He was like, dude, can we listen to something else? And I looked him dead in the eye and said, you shut the fuck up. (laughs) And you sit there in silence. Hey, five listeners. This is Mike Davron from Onyx Edge Studios from the Watchers on the Couch podcast. And I have no idea why you're listening to this podcast called Bacon and A's. But um, go ahead. Give it a go. Try it out. Why not? You are Bacon. And you are Nays. And we're back together again. Unfortunately. For you, not me. For the listeners, uh, it's been a couple of weeks, I guess. We took a week off, and uh, and then the week before that, you were watching your nephew. Yep. So, we haven't been able to record together for a couple of weeks, but we're back. And we've relocated to the basement of the, the mm-hmm. uh, what, what do we call this, the, the gas chamber? Yeah. We're in the after, basement of the gas chamber. After that fucking fart that I let out off oh, mic. Man. It was bad. Sorry. I mean, that's why I think the gas chamber is an appropriate name. I for think so. The, yeah. So it all fits. My diet just consists of all foods that come out in gas form. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got it from a gas station, too. So, uh, yeah, it's all coming together. It is. Last time we saw each other was a little over a week ago. We did Scramble Mania. Yep. So you guys on the in the airwaves will be hearing that at number 150. So I guess like next month or something like that, depending on how many we put out. You know, yeah. Or how how often we put them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess last week the listeners got to hear the solo special that we did, uh, Mr. Mike Daffron and first time guest of the show Paul Hermanson. He's a big fat friend of mine that rivals you in fatness, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. Paul, no, Paul's awesome dude. He's in the band King Goro. And he's a big fan of the Star Warses. So we had a... Uh, actually, it went about 20 times better than the last Star Wars podcast that we did. So Probably because Jordan wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm waiting to see the reaction video of the package that I sent to Paul. But um, it includes a Mexican-themed gift <laughs> and a Star Wars-themed gift. So it all fits, right? See? If you haven't heard that one, you can go back in the archives just one week and check out that. Uh, com slash Amazon. Do you have anything that you want to plug for the Amazon? Uh, no, but I just bought a shit ton of stuff off Amazon. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, 300 and something dollars worth of stuff. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you got some extra money laying around then. Uh, spent it for my dad. Sweet. Yeah. I'm going to plug, uh... Instead of, instead of paying a fucking DJ, my dad is... Spending the money that he would have spent on that on himself. Okay. And so... I guess that makes sense. So he just keeps telling me over and over, this is just more stuff you get when I die. I'm like, 
you're in my basement right now. <laughs> I don't I need have more no stuff. Yeah. Fucking room for. I literally have taken down over half my stuff. Yeah. And I'm putting it away and possibly even selling it because I have no fucking room. Well, whatever you do, don't buy a storage locker, please. It was it was just too damn cluttered down here, man. A storage locker is about is like you're stepping up your level of hooge big time if you get a storage locker. Or hoarding. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like hooge and hoarding just go together hand in hand, right? Hoarding. Hoarding, here's a hooge. Yes, he does, and he's not here. The Reverend Horton. We are Hoosh. not Hoosh at all. I'm gonna get to some Hoosh stories in a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, BaconDays.com slash Amazon. For, what's that? Uh, what's that other sponsor that's on our fucking page? Uh, you putting me on the spot? I really don't know at the at the moment. I don't know. It looks like a gorilla or something like that. A gorilla. Yeah. Well, oh, the no. only reason I know that is because I went through the portal yesterday. Okay. To shop. On Amazon.com okay. through the bacon and A's, and I was like, what the fuck is this other thing down here? Uh, it's probably something Tim set up that he has not told anybody about or whatever, and it's just on the website, so maybe I'll ask him next time we uh, hang out. Awesome. You'll be able to hear myself on an episode of On Edge whenever Tim gets done piecing all that together. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a uh, coming together of the minds of the Onyx Edge podcasters, Sans Jimmy. And uh, we are just trying to figure some stuff out for the future. So listen for that. And you can find that uh, at On Edge on wherever you get podcasts. Sweet. Let's move on to this week's episode, shall we? Sure. So I'm going to lead off with some stuff if uh, if you won't mind me doing so. No, it's your show, so go Let's, ahead. Uh, no, it's both of our show. Nope, but, sure. uh, <laughs> you have a segment for this week, so it is definitely our show this week. It is. It's a combination of our It's a show that you efforts. said, hey, by the way, if you haven't done the thing I told you to do yet, do it. So, And you did it yesterday. Yeah. Right. While <laughs> during a fucking awful game. Oh, my God. Talking about the playoffs. We're not going to get into that. Let's do some, uh, some catch-up news, shall we? Catch-up news! Not catch-up as in the condiment. condiment. Right. Although... I do like some ketchup once in a while on specific things. We're not going to get into that, though. Like I said, here's some ketchup news. Ketchup news. <laughs> ketchup. Ketchup. Ketchup news. Biggie's all-star Bam Margera is in the news. Oh, boy. With fellow possible, I mean, he's up for debate, uh, Biggie's all-star Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. A couple days ago, Hulk Hogan, or actually it was last week, but who's counting? Um... Hulk Hogan posted on his Twitter, Bam, miss you, buddy. Wish I could see you again. Rest in peace or something like that. What? Uh, turns <laughs> what? out uh, Bam Margera replied to him, hey, brother, not dead. Um, <laughs> apparently Hulk Hogan confused him for Ryan Dunn. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, rest in peace, Bam Margera. <laughs> Bacon is all-star. He's the God. first one to go. Hogan is just, he is a true Ham and Egger. He really is. In his old age. Yeah, and also Ham and Egger originates with wrestling. So, But, I, dude, I was talking about this with Mike. Hulk Hogan has really ramped up the like Christian side and all that stuff because he's trying to come back from saying the N-word a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. That's why he got fired from WWE. So. I know, I know. You're well aware. I mean, of course, we all know all of our latest Hulk Hogan news at all times. Of right? course, yeah. 
Let's move on from that uh, Bacon A's All-Star to another Bacon A's All-Star. I've had this on my phone for weeks and always forget to talk about it. Okay. Bacon A's All-Star, Lou Diamond Phillips is back in the news. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if I ever mentioned the news story of him getting arrested for DWI. No. He, uh, he got arrested in Texas. Because he was hella wasted behind the wheel, <laughs> and he asked a cop for directions. Uh, you definitely don't do that. Do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm Lou Diamond Phillips. I don't think that's how it went. I think it legit was like, hey, man, do you know where this is? And he passed out. <laughs> so anyway. I just um, Yeah, I also just assumed he like puked on the, on the cop's shoes. He might have. I mean... Through the window, like, he had it cracked a little bit. Excuse me, officer, do you... I'm Lou Diamond Phillips. So, Lou Diamond Phillips went to court for this. Uh, he was officially banned from drinking alcohol for two years, with uh, two years probation as well. I don't know if those run concurrently. They probably do. He'll get time served for being white. Um, well, he's he's Native American. If we're if we're being official, you guys call you guys call me well John, tomato tomato yeah, jo- is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, he was quoted as saying, "It will never happen again." <laughs> so what, I don't know him if he drinking means, fire water or I don't yeah I don't know if it means he'll never drink again or that he'll never ask a cop for directions while waiting just, behind the wheel again. Dude, if he just stays on the reservation, they can't do shit about it. So right, but he's white, so. So, uh, moving on from news, actually, we're going to do a little bit of foreshadowing news to uh, a previous uh, Ham and Egger. Okay. This guy was not officially a Ham and Egger, but this story involves something that isn't Ham and Egger coming up in our uh, Scramble Mania 3, was it? I think it's 3. Anal cunt guitarists. Oh, God. Josh okay. Martin. Mm-hmm. Died last week. Really? He fell off of an escalator. Now, the Hamanager was a broken escalator, but I think uh, the escalator was not broken. I think that this guy was just broken after he fell off the escalator. <laughs> Pretty sure he was doing a stupid ass, like fucking around, like straddling it and like riding it to the bottom or something like that. Yeah. And uh, probably high on heroin. Unfortunately, he fell off and it was a couple stories up. So didn't go well for him. Ugh. Uh, you said he's high on heroin. I didn't say that. I don't know if he was high on anything, um, but he is the guitarist for death metal band. Or was, I should say, guitarist for death metal band Anal Cunt. That is well. There's anal that, I know. Cunt. I, I know it's not. I know it's not the same. But there's just there's a picture of the vocalist of Anal Cunt. Mm-hmm. I believe it's him getting a blowjob while he's tying off using a, a quarter inch cable and fucking shooting up. Is that for reals? Yes. Okay. I didn't know about that. They didn't mention that in the story. Well, of course not. They probably wanted to keep it super classy because the <laughs> dude just died. Well. It's really hard to keep a story super classy. You can't. The You're only, talking about the guitars for anal cunt. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, even even their even their abridged version of the logo for the band, mm-hmm. 
is an A that looks like an asshole and a C that looks like a pussy. So, Moving on. Um, just wanted to briefly mention that I watched this movie called Stone Cold. Have you ever heard of this movie? Negatron. It's from 1990. Stars former football star Brian Bosworth, a.k.a. The Boz. Uh, it also star- stars uh, William Forsythe, who played the main cop in Devil's Rejects, and uh, Lance Henriksen, who was a cop in the first Terminator. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mac's dad from uh, <laughs> It's Always Sunny is in this movie. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Which was a total surprise for me. Um, I just wanted to briefly mention it. It's just... It's a total, like, over-the-top 90s action movie. Yeah. Explosions and fucking chases and all kinds of shit the entire time. Uh, really cheesy dialogue. Uh, bikers. Uh, what I'm trying to say is you would love this movie. Okay. So, next time you're at Goodwill, or actually, I've never seen this movie anywhere, besides possibly at a resale shop or something it's like prob- that. It's probably one of the very few that are still left that's never been converted over to DVD. Yeah. I mean, you... I don't know. You might be able to find it online or something like that. Like, Amazon might have for, like, a dollar or whatever. But uh, if today. you don't want to do that, you could just watch the full movie on YouTube. Oh, yeah. it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Then nobody, like, it goes nobody's, so under the radar. Yeah, nobody's pulling that movie right. off. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go through my Memorial Day trip, or do you want to do your thing sure, first? Sure, go through the Memorial Day trip. Okay, so... And this is not going to be a long segment, I don't think. Uh, you you do you, man. Okay, so Friday we did the podcast recording. Mm-hmm. That went off. Uh, well, the listeners will hear how we went off. <laughs> Listen. We had a severe wrench thrown into the process, and it was a specific person, and that's all I'm going to say. It wasn't me. It definitely wasn't you. Because do you know why I wasn't there? One, I was tired and hungry, but two... No, no, no. I have never no, seen the movie, so no, I have no, nothing not to No, no, not solo, man. I'm oh, talking okay. about Memorial Day. Oh, okay. Memorial Day weekend. Refocus here. Fuck us. <laughs> Scramble Mania. The wrench was blank. You know who the wrench was. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, not going to go any further into it, but I did cut out all of the like false starting bullshit where like this person intentionally was trying to get under my skin. Yeah. And it it's, worked. Oh, God, yeah. It's so funny, too, especially being like, maybe you were a sober judge like I was, but I don't know. But everybody else. In, I was not drunk whatsoever. No, I didn't no, but, have any. no, but everybody else there, so including you, I think you were high on PCP that night. Uh, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's really funny to watch your friends in a different light. Yeah. Typically, it was always, I was eight, nine, ten cases deep at this point, yeah. hanging out with everybody. When right. I, yeah, let's get behind them, Mike. That's a fucking good <laughs> idea. I come straight from fucking work, and I'm sitting there watching two people that had definitely been having a good time, and you could just see the the gears just grinding, like, how, <laughs> how can I keep fucking, like, aggravating you? And it wasn't me for once, so yeah. I was really sitting back and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm it sure did everyone get... was enjoying me trying to run a thing. And oh, then... my God. Just the look on your face. Well, because... Okay. I, I'm not even going to get into no, it. I know. I don't... Because I don't want to ruin the... Po- I don't want to, like, spoil anything. 
It's going to be hilarious. I think it's going to be fun for people to listen to. Just know, listening to it, when you get when you get to 150, when everybody listens to Scramblemania 3, that there's an undercurrent of me trying to run a thing and being extremely frustrated by the person who will not let me run that thing. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Memorial Day weekend, okay? Friday recorded Scramblemania. Yep. Went off pretty well. Yeah, um, to an extent. Right. Saturday is when I go to... My uh, my redneck family, which and I say that in the most utter respect possible, right? Sure. I I genuinely dig hanging out with my redneck side. You hit okay, your family is also pretty much redneck. Fuck yeah, they your are. Your dad especially, but yeah. makes no sense. I feel like yeah. we make fun of your dad a lot, but I don't. I don't really. I don't really make fun of my this side of my the, my family. I just like truly enjoy the very small bit of time I get to hang out with them, just because it's so much different than my normal everyday shit. Mm-hmm. It's a vaca- It's truly is a vacation environment. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, Saturday morning we go to this place called Vandy's. Okay. Okay. Vandy's is a uh, this guy put a bunch of truck and jeep trails on his property and. You go there, you donate a little bit of money, and you could just have at the trails, right? Okay. Uh, they even have these big events called uh, Vandy Mania or like, oh, Vandy Palooza. That's what it is. And um, oh, God, they just get like, hun- they get a shit ton of Jeeps and trucks out on these trails all at the same time. It's Apparently, it's fucking madness. We go out there, and it was like a group of three different Jeeps or cars go out there or trucks or whatever. And they, you follow each other just in case somebody breaks down or fucking axle breaks or something like that, right? Right. right. So, uh, we had a blast. It was my first time there. It's definitely the most awesome who's redneck activity I can think of off the top of my head right now. It totally does not seem like, like you have a Jeep, but you seem like, mm, where's the pavement type guy? Well, yeah, see, the Jeep is my grocery getter. It's not, it's my everyday vehicle. It's not... I wouldn't. I wouldn't take my Jeep on these trails. There's no way. Right. Especially because if something breaks, I, I got no vehicle to drive to work until I pay and wait for the shop to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the people that generally the people that go to this place either buy a very expensive thing to take out there, like um, yeah, a side by side like a Can Am or something like that. Yeah, there was a guy who had just brought his brand new thing there. Yeah, but there's also Guys who just buy like an extra Jeep or an extra beat up something from a, uh, uh, um, not a graveyard, but a, a junkyard. I was about ready to say a swap meet for yeah, some reason. Swap meet, maybe? I, I don't know. Uh, no, um, so that's that's what Robert had. That's what my uncle has. Mm-hmm. It's a Cherokee with big ass mud and tires on it, right? Cherokee. And, uh, you wouldn't think like a Cherokee that can seat like five people. Would be able to get around as well as it can, but goddamn, dude, the guy that we followed was also in a Cherokee and our Cherokee, and we fucking we had a blast. It was like it's basically like you're in control of the roller coaster, and it's pretty sweet. I, I know I'm getting no reaction from you right now. No, but... the only reaction that I have is that I want to I want to bring up something, but you don't fucking care because you don't watch Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I definitely don't want to hear about it. <laughs> See, so. 
<laughs> no, well, if it's anecdotal, if it in relates of, in some way. In one of the newest ep- or one of the newer seasons. Go on. They go to Florida, so uh-huh. huge town. Oh, totally. The most huge. <laughs> yeah. Arguably. And and one of they all three of them get to do something that they want to do and Julian does something like that where they rent Hummers and they go off-road and there's Three of them. Yeah. Two of them are fucking going balls to the wall, and I just picture you getting behind the wheel, being bubbles, going fucking five miles an hour, being like, <laughs> "Well, I, I mean, gotta be safe, boys." Being in the shotgun seat, which is what I was the whole time, yeah. uh, I was definitely kind of nervous when we're like yeah. straight up and down, going downhill, and straight up and down, going uphill. You kind of get the feeling we're about to flip. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't, but you're like I said, it's it's. You're in control of the roller coaster. If the yeah. dude who's driving knows what he's doing, you're probably going to be fine. Here's the turnoff of the place. And, of course, being me, there's always something that I pick out. There that... was there was a uh, there was a sign nailed to a tree that said, Negro hanging tree. No, but it, you're close. You're close. I figured as much. Oh, man. Okay, so... Family members that may or may not listen to this. Let's keep this between us. Let's keep this this between podcasters and and podcastees, right? Let's not spread this around to the people of Vandy's. I want to go back. The, the thing that I saw there is not a deterrent enough for me to not go, but there is a but. You know what I'm saying? In the garage, there is more than one Confederate flag hanging up. Uh, and on, and okay. And, More than one. Yes. And, uh, I will say this, that, um, most of the time we hear this from the people that hang up Confederate flags. Well, it's heritage. It's not heritage. Hate. Well, um, you're going to have to slow your roll on it if you're going to try to say that because on one of them, um, it was either David Allen Co or it was, uh, Hank Williams, the second or some, somebody like that, mm-hmm. a fat redneck guy. And I will say it disparagingly in that way, um, not in not before, but now I will because he's on the face of a Confederate flag, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it said, and I quote: "If the South had won, and I have to say it in this voice, yeah. if the South had won, we'd have it made." <laughs> I was figuring so, you were trying to like step around some type of racial nope, slur. Nope. I just wanted to pause for dramatic effect. Okay, um, so, so it's like so it's so like it it did it uh it goes against any kind of them trying to say it's cultural or it's uh, heritage or whatever. If you say the South would have had it made if the South had won the Civil War, then you're saying we should still have slavery. Not necessarily. All right. So, are you going to take the Jordan route here? Are you going to? No, 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 no. That's no. some foreshadowing, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm definitely not. But, uh, I mean, not all Southerners own slaves. I'm going to agree with you, but I don't think that excuses maybe, having an as Confederate they, flag hung maybe up in your they, garage. Maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe the white only fountain tastes better. It didn't. Who knows? I think <laughs> we can say definitively <laughs> that it didn't. Hey, I'm just. Now, all of course, this... of course, I'm playing devil's advocate there. Yeah, so right. Have to. Yeah, you definitely should say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as I said before, not a deterrent enough for me not to go to Vandy's. Um, these people, and I should say, these people, huh? All, all of the people that ran this place were very nice and cordial to me. Um, well, of course, you're white. 
Ooh. <laughs> okay, I'm not going any further down this road, okay? And it's not because it says white road, and it's not because it says black road. Um, We're going to move on, shall we? Hey, that's cool. Um, I will note that one of the Cherokees had a... Didn't have AC, but it did have a fan in the window that was ran by... The uh, the electric in the, in the in the jeep, so that was pretty sweet. Wow! Uh, I did get mud splashed on me, so I felt like I was initiated into some kind of weird, like trucking cult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you came back with a Confederate flag tattoo. Yeah, totally. Uh, I immediately got it lasered off. <laughs> so like, it was like tattoo. Day goes by, laser. God, could you imagine that fucking no, pain? That would oh, suck. Even awful. Worse. Um, yeah, but I did only bring one pair of shorts and I was going to visit and I'll get to this. We were going to visit my, uh, less redneck grandpa the next day at his like palatial estate. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I had to have them immediately wash my shorts when, (laughs) when we got home. Servant, wash these here shorts. (laughs) Right. I felt really bad asking them to wash my clothes like while I'm there on a vacation or whatever, but uh, I did because I didn't want to go around the rest of the weekend in completely muddy. muddied up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm um, just surprised you only brought one pair, but well, I brought the one pair and I brought swimming trunks, and that's all you need if you're only staying a day. True. I was only staying the one night, so anyway, um, that night we went to see Solo. Already covered that on the podcast. Don't need to get more into that. Uh, small town is great for solo because ain't nobody going to see a movie even on a Friday night of opening weekend. I think you did come back more redneck because I don't think I've ever heard you ain't say the word nobody. Ain't, yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Well, I didn't say that, and I didn't say it with that accent. But <laughs> um, let's see here. Visit grandpa and grandma the next day. We did some lunch stuff. Then, uh, oh yeah, forgot to mention, a nap each day on my vacation. I don't feel like a a vacation could go any better than that. Just based purely on that criteria alone. Mm -hmm. I love fucking naps, dude. Naps are the shit. How does one fuck a nap? You fucking rock a nap by sleeping. (laughs) And not being bothered. That's an essential element to a nap. Drive home was a nightmare, of course. After having such a great time, you always got to throw in a bunch of bullshit at the end of it, right? Sure. We got lost on our way out of their neighborhood because it's all back roads. Uh, Sonic drive through got stuck behind a guy that passed beverages and shit back and forth through the window for 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. We could have just went to the Sonic, like the normal Sonic. You pull in, yeah. they bring your shit out. But no, we had to go through the more American regular drive-thru at right. a Sonic. Terrible mistake. Well, that yeah, that's your fault. The food sucked, too. Uh, oh, just like my recent Culver's experience. Fast food fucking sucks. Yeah, dude. I, it's horrible. I'm super over it. I but, but Agreed. McAllister's, something like that, is totally doable. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but every the last four times I've gotten something fast food wise, I've been so fucking disappointed. Terrible experience. Yeah, it's awful. 
Yeah, man, I want to swear it off, but it's so easy that you just end up there. Well, and that's that's the problem. Road that, trip too. Yeah, it's y- like yep. you got to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which Fuck. when we went to so we see Dream Theater in Chicago, yeah. I fucking didn't want to stop at McDonald's, but we had to eat something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, which uh, I forgot to mention top of the show next week, Primus. I know. So we've ar- I already figured out where we're going for bowling. So just so in real life, just like in the podcast world, I get no say. You dictate everything. Uh, well, I mean, you didn't say you were going to look up anything, so I just took. Oh took fuck, charge. No. Oh, yeah, I. I don't want to look up anything. I'll let you do. We're we, driving. We, I was just saying, I don't even know who's driving. I got my fucking busted ass vehicle. Well, no, if you got a busted ass vehicle, my vehicle works, so I'll drive. I don't really care. But um, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. But the place is called Eagle Bowling or something like it's su- something super American and We're gonna sweet. Fucking rock flag and eagle, bro. <laughs> rock flag and eagle bowling alley. <laughs> rock flag and eagle. If we ever bowling open a bowling alley, alley, it has to be called Rock Flag and Eagle, and but, we'll get the most hooge uh, clientele ever. I, f- I feel like probably. We need a. Ju- have you been on? Uh, have you been on Lindbergh recently? No. This time of year. They- Wait. No. I. I did. Well, I went to go see. Uh. I went to go see. Uh. Infinity War. F- on, so you like, were on, t- on like on like yeah. That's as far as I've been yeah. on Limbo. Well, if you go well, down past the car dealerships, with this is getting super local on the podcast. But if you go through the car dealership kind mm-hmm. of arrow, yeah. yeah. Uh, by fifty five. I don't know why I said arrow, but anyway, it's cool. Uh, they have those giant blow up eagles this time of year oh, in boy. front of the car dealerships Damn. so we definitely need one of those for the bowling alley that's okay. all i'm saying okay um so yeah so after i picked up after i got ginger age and then uh, at the sonic drive-thru then i made a wrong turn going out of the sonic drive-thru which took us another 10 minutes out of the way because apparently there's no turnoffs at this area i don't i can't remember what exit we were even off of but it was some bullshit. That's all I'll say. Um, Lindsay was fed up with me because I'm awful. <laughs> she could drive. She could drive. You're right, but mm. she doesn't. Mm, that's right. She's a privileged white woman. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and then the Monday, I also had off, and I saw Deadpool 2. Yeah. Deadpool 2 is pretty sweet. I feel like Way we should- better than Infinity War. You think so? Oh God, yeah. I yeah, I hadn't really thought about which one I liked more. Now that I think about it, probably is that better than Infinity War. Absolutely. Um, think about this: you well, you leave the theater of Infinity War on such a bummer that, like, literally a week later, there is such an which Deadpool two started as such a downer. Do you but want then to all uh, it clicks and you're like, holy fuck? Yeah. See, once you, well, I kind of want to table the Deadpool two discussion till next week. Just because, like, I feel like we could talk for a while about oh, it. Oh, God, yeah, I And could. we don't have the time to today because we have a lot more stuff to get into. God, I could talk about Deadpool forever. Yeah, well, okay, so we'll save that. We'll save that. That's fine with me. Probably cause... for next week around this time. Um, And that brings us to your segment, sir. Oh, God damn it. So, uh, you want me to intro? Sure. We're going to see Macedon and we're going to see Primus. After Jimmy does this segment, I'm going to get into Primus, but right now we're going to do a shallow dive 
And that's what we call these with Jimmy. Instead of a deep dive, yeah. we do a shallow dive with you. Is it is that because you don't want me to drown in the pool? Well, no, that's because you do the research for this and I just react off of you. That is so true. So the segment ends up being way less involved <laughs> and I just like say whatever. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, Jimmy, what is the first album? For Mastodon. Now, just so oh, yeah, clear. I forgot to I forgot to say we're gonna go through the discography again, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's um, what this segment just is. Just so that we're clear, we're not gonna go into uh live albums and we're not going into EPs. EPs. Right. Yeah. Um because um, Life's Blood was their first EP mm-hmm. um before the release of Remission. Didn't but, even know that. But already off to a good start. Didn't even know that. <laughs> but uh Call of the Mastodon, which was re-released later, had all that stuff on it, but we're not going into that one either. Got it. So, um, just getting those side notes out of the way. Okay. Uh, all of this is taken from the trustiest of all sources, Wikipedia. Yay. So, if I did get anything wrong, blame the person that put it on the internet. There's several people. It's it was a- probably just one guy. <laughs> it, it was probably be. Mr. Britannica himself. It's Brandaler. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Remission is their first full-length album. Sure it is. Uh Uh-huh. I knew that. May 28th, 2002 was the release date for that album. A running time of 50 minutes and 22 seconds of pure bliss. Got to be honest, this is the only one that I... Well, no, I take that back. Latest album and this one are the only ones that I had time to listen to in preparation for this. Uh, before this, just because I knew we were going to see them, mm-hmm. I have re-listened, which I will say Emperor of the Sand is probably, in my opinion, probably the weakest out of their discography. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I think it's only because it's their newest one and I haven't had well, let's talk about that years to, to fucking let it just really mellow in my fucking brain. Chamber. Sure. Um, uh, their number one single off this is March of the Fire Ants. Uh-huh. They made a video for it. Oh, yeah. Video time. That's that's mine. It was, uh, I watched it. It's mm-hmm. a super cheap-ass video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, there's there's actually a couple really good early on Mastodon documentaries online. Holy shit. Some of their very first stuff is so DIY. It's crazy. Like, you mean video wise? Yeah. Within the first few years of them hitting it, they were fucking playing Wembley, dude. Yeah. Like, it's. God, they're just so fucking good. Oh, I'm jerking myself off right here in front of Chris. Are you referring to look, when they open for Metallica? Yeah, look, yeah. I'm right in the fucking eyes, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's not. Okay. <laughs> he won't even let me finish. What a fucking You want to hear what I, th- uh, something I said about this? Yeah, go ahead. This album is like one long drum fill. Uh huh. Uh, I would agree with that. It's, I mean, Brain is super fucking frantic on this. They're throwing riffs out like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, the one weakness I will say is that like the songs sound pretty similar to one another. Besides, sure. like one that has an acoustic riff in it. Yeah. Uh, and they're I like I also like the instrumental track. It was awesome. Uh, the other strongest track on this besides uh March is Mother Puncher. Yeah. Um, I would say the instrumental, and I can't remember the name of it, like halfway through, it kind of has a, uh, like a Naked City vibe, which is a band. Yeah, totally. Um, where it gets really fucking weird out there, frantic, yep. and then goes really fucking proggy. I, I, I don't know. It just, absolutely, you can tell that this was, they're young and they're just 
Yeah, I think they played Creepy Crawl on this tour. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, so next is Leviathan, August 31st, 2004. Got it. So you were still, were you still a high schooler in 2004? Uh, what month? Did, did it say what month? August. So no, you were, I was no longer. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, you were no longer graduated. It was the summer you of my graduation. Yep. Uh, forty-six minutes and forty-three seconds on this one. Singles are Iron Tusk, Blood and Thunder. I am Ahab. Uh, this this was this was a weird album for me, um, mostly because this is the album that I discovered Mastodon on, mm-hmm. and I discovered them in the most odd of places. MTV? A video game. Oh, really? Which video game? Uh, I want to say it's uh, like Need for Speed Underground 2 or something like that. Huh, weird. Yeah, Blood and Thunder was on that, and so was, I think, Bullet for My Valentine as tracks. Yeah, I guess Metal used to get on stuff like that. And in movies, doesn't Mm -hmm. happen anymore. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) But uh, I just, I remember hearing this song and then being like, I want to check these guys out. And that's, this is, this for me is the album that I was introduced to Mastodon. Yeah, it's either this one uh, on Headbangers Ball or, and I must have heard them on Headbangers Ball at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't watch it religiously or anything, but, and then, uh, it was either this one or the next one that I heard them the first time on. Uh, I Justin got into them before me, and he's like, "Dude, check this shit out." And like I said, like these first couple records, a lot of the riffs are like it's crazy and mm-hmm. it's awesome. And going back and listening, I, I haven't listened to this one in probably like a year, but going back and checking it out, revisiting these albums once in a while, you discover riffs that you should have been more into. When yeah. you heard them the first time. Absolutely. And you're like, holy fuck, this is great. Yep. And then what's great about Mastodon is they bring some of these old songs back into the mix once in a while. Yep. Like, uh, I follow them on Instagram when they were touring overseas for this album right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were playing Mother Puncher. So I don't know if that's going to happen again. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I haven't been checking out set lists. I try not to. Yeah, so. not until afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always nice to kind of see like how much they do vary their their sets. But yeah, okay. So we we keep getting off track. This record, <laughs> um, Leviathan. Yeah, uh, I was done with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was done with it. Uh, There's nothing of note. No singles. That's the one. I I just I already went through the singles. Fuck, Iron Tusk, Blood it. and Thunder, I Am Ahab, Sea Beast. God, I must have missed all of that. Yeah, because that's where I said I'm Blood and Thunder. <laughs> Blood and Thunder, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, Blood Mountain was their... Blood n- Mountain, is that how that goes? No. Home not. on the Farm, I. that's not... Oh, no. fun fact about this record? Yes. Uh, September- singer from Mars Volta mm-hmm. is guest on one of these songs about the tree people, right? Mm-hmm. He does that weird vocal effect. Yep. Yep, okay, sorry. Go nope, ahead. No, it's cool. September 12, <laughs> 2006. Uh, running time of 68 minutes and 9 seconds. So uh, they used every bit of CD that they possibly could. Every bit of could. CD, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crystal Skull, The Wolf is Loose, Colony of Birchmen. Um, this is the first one I got really into. Yeah, uh, fun little fact on this one, too. Um, Second fun fact, here we go. Uh, back, do you, do you remember the TV show Human Giant? on MTV heard of it okay uh human giant did like a did like a it was like a 24 hour telethon type thing on MTV with Jerry Lewis and Mastodon played probably my favorite song on and probably my favorite song of all time of theirs sleeping giant they okay. played they played that on MTV 
for that. And it's it's fucking oh, I love that song so much, dude. I could Joe to that song all day long. Well, um, I don't want you to do that. I know you don't. You hurt yourself. Um, I saw them on this tour for sure mm-hmm. at Pops. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed they. I don't remember what year it was because I saw them a couple different times, sort of in this couple of year span coming up. Mm-hmm. They uh, they definitely opened for Dillinger Escape Plan on a tour. I don't remember what year it was. I don't remember which album it was. I think it's this one. Okay. But um, they played a lot of songs that I fucking loved. And this is kind of where I started to really fall in love with Bran as a drummer. Mm-hmm. Just because when I saw him play these songs live finally at Pops, I, I mean, jaw kind of hit the floor. Oh, absolutely. Because, like I said, it's, he's a fucking madman. It's like... It's well, one long drum solo. Well, uh, the yeah. set is insane. So, and he nails all of it. So, mm-hmm. you just got to respect. It's like listening to Pennywise too. Yeah, they just go. Yeah, they're just balls to the wall the whole time. The whole time, no one. That dude either. That dude either fucking mainlines or boofs like a case of Rockstar, something or something. Because fuck, how he they have that kind of energy. The entire set is insane. So yes, great record. Moving on. Yes. Uh, then. Probably the best album that they've ever put out, Crack the Sky. Crack the Sky is probably their uh they I would I would probably say that's like their masterpiece so far. Uh huh. I think uh it stepped up their level of pretty much everything. Yep, March twenty fourth of two thousand and nine. It got them on the radio. Did it now? I believe there was a single or two from this at, that played on the point at least for a little while. I don't I don't remember which one it would have been, but Fairly, probably oblivion fairly certain it was on probably radio oblivion for a little bit just because it they kind of were more in the i don't know more in the register that works for radio songs yeah on this you know what i mean like they weren't playing fucking balls to the wall the entire time they uh had more of a melodic sound on this so fun fact on this album oh here we go uh this was the album that uh I forced everyone to shut up in the room when we had that <laughs> that incident with uh, K two. Yeah, yeah. This this I I definitely went on an experience with the this. great K two incident. Yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, bro. Two thousand and nine. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Um. This is the this is the. <coughs> Sorry, infam- no, no, it's fine. It was it was hilarious because I remember when someone walked into the room. He was like, dude, can we listen to something else? And I looked him dead in the eye and said, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you sit there in silence. And it was during the czar. And that's a four-part fucking epic. Right. Um, hands down, probably my favorite on this album, though, is The Last Baron. Um, is that the last track? The very last track of the Yeah, of the, the album. last track kind of like takes the themes from throughout and weaves it all together. Yeah. And, uh, and it's got some really insane uh, instrumental parts in it. Just next level soloing by the guitarist going on. Yeah, and saw them a couple times on this tour too. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think this is hands down to me anyway, and to a lot of people, this is they they have not come back with anything as great as this one. Yeah, I mean they keep trucking. That's all I know. But uh, like I said, I'm not getting into it. But there was a live album that came out live yep. at the Aragon. We're not going to talk about that. But they played the full record mm-hmm. plus some. Yeah. DVD. It's a two. It's a 
CD slash DVD. I have it. It's fucking great. Hell yeah. Um, next is The Hunter. This is one that a lot of people are not really probably the biggest fans of. Well, they tried something different. I personally love this album. Yeah, it's weird. A lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely prog. Like, they definitely decided to really open up their sound and, like, try some new shit. Yeah, but Curl the Burl, which is one of their singles, that was probably the most radio-friendly song that they've ever fucking made. Yep. So that was all over the point. Yeah. Um, this came out on September 7th, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason that I like this so much is because this and, uh, the between the buried me's parallax mm-hmm. came out right around the same time. And while I was building this basement, I listened to those CDs on loop. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's why I like the hunter so much yeah. is because I li- I literally would listen to it like six times a day after I get off work, like it's a, building this building this basement. So I think it's a little bit shorter than their normal average record too. If Fif- I'm if fifty two minutes and fifty four seconds, yeah, so a full like ten or fifteen minutes shorter. Yep. Um, I will say we haven't actually mentioned this at all, but Mastodon's pretty well known for their artwork. Uh, the Hunter artwork might be one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's a picture of a wooden sculpture that looks like it's a painting. Yeah. this It's insane looking. It is. Uh, the fact that somebody actually made that yeah. and carved that. Yeah, I follow that. I think it's a chick. Uh, I follow her on Instagram now, and she still works <laughs> with them and does t-shirts and stuff. Uh, that one of them is actually in Hot Topic right now. So... Kudos to her, dude. That's yeah. badass. So she does some trippy shit. Um, they, and that's kind of their yeah. their lane is like they like all the trippy artwork. Yeah, um, um, I agree with that. Next, uh, once more around the sun, June twenty fourth, twenty fourteen. Speaking of trippy artwork, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah, fifty four, fifty four, oh like nine or oh six, one of the two. I don't know, but I will say that after after the hunter. Mm-hmm. This one came out and literally fucking kicked me in the ass. Yeah, I haven't listened to this one in a little bit, but it's fucking great. Uh, this has the infamous Motherload song on it, which the video has been played at nauseum. Yeah. Um, beca- what about... Um, because, of, because of Big Mama Booty on oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What about... Uh, is Octopus Has No Friends on this? No, that's, oh, that's, that's on, on, previous. That's that's on right. The Hunter, which you didn't even let me get to, but I was going to say that's probably my, hands down my favorite song on that CD. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm trying... There's another song on this one that I can't think of off the top of my so head. So the, anyway. sing, the singles for this one were uh, Chimes at Midnight, The Mother Load, Asleep in the Deep, but my personal favorite is uh, Ember City. Yeah. That song just to me... I mean... High Road is good, too? Fuck. That whole... Dude, High Road's the shit. Yeah, that whole... <laughs> High Road has one of the best fucking rock and roll riffs I think I've ever heard. Yeah. I still think Ember City's better, but the High Road is really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to revisit this It's catchy this as one fuck, too. It I is. actually have it going... I want to sing it, but I'm not a, I'm not a vocalist. Don't you dare. <sighs> yeah, it's... Don't you fucking dare. It's, it's probably... Like I said, it's more... It's kind of back to form for them, yeah. but not really. Right. They still were experimenting a little bit. Um, the album cover itself, it, it kind of reminds me of a Rob Zombie style, well, White Zombie style, like color scheme of blacklight posters and 
Yeah, it looks like somebody was on acid and they just like Fuck yes. went to town. It's insane. Or mushrooms or something. But it's really fuck it's I I absolutely love this album. Me also. And then last but definitely not least, I don't see them stopping anytime soon. Uh Emperor of the Sand, which came out March thirty first of two thousand seventeen. Fifty one minutes and eleven seconds. Uh, singles on this one is Show Yourself and Steam Breather. Um, both decent songs. I don't think, especially Show Yourself, I don't think is... It's tailor-made for radio. Absolutely. Um, Beyond that, I mean... Jaguar God, hands down, is probably my favorite on the record. Yeah, and that's that rank... I just listened to this the other day. Jaguar God ranks up there with my top Mastodon songs ever. Yeah, I, and this, this is one of the albums that... I, since I knew that we were going to see them, mm. I kind of just on a Saturday, I I said, fuck it. I'm going to give this one a go again. Yeah, dude, let that shit play. And I just, from top to bottom, I let it play. And I guess something has changed. I was digging the fuck out of it. Sometimes you just got to let it rest for a little bit and then come back and revisit. Especially with albums like on first listen, you're like, eh, I'm not that into it. Just fucking put it away for a little bit then, and then you're in a different headspace one day. You're just ready to dig into some Mastodon that you haven't heard in a while. Mm -hmm. You're like, hmm, I was wrong. Yeah, I think that's really what it was. Yeah. is Especially since things at work have changed a little bit, and I don't have to be driving a fork truck as much. Yeah. Um, I was doing some other stuff and actually just really letting it digest mm -hmm. and... I dug it. I like I said. I still don't think it's my my favorite of theirs, but it's definitely not the worst that they've ever done. Um, it's the one that I'm most familiar with right now because, like, you know, for like the first year that a new album of a band that I really like, uh, I'll keep it on my iPod. Right. And I won't listen to it all the time, but I'll have it on there so that, like if I ever get the itch. And it's the newest thing that that band or whatever band has put out. I'll just fucking throw it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, uh, I'm still pretty stoked on this record. And I'm definitely excited to see him play this stuff live. Yeah. If uh, if you haven't watched it. Um, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. The, yeah, the documentary. The it's like an, it's a two parter almost. Well, no, they put it they put it out in about five minute snippets. No, no, they've they've re released one with additional footage. Oh, okay. It's a full length documentary. Well, no, now. I know they the, the, it's full length now. I I was on the assumption they just pieced all of those together. They but did, they but they, have... they did, but they added more okay. stuff to it because yeah. I watched those when those were coming out as well. Yeah. Um. And then I went back and rewatched it recently. And there's more. There's more. Sweet. I'll go and check that out. Then. Yeah. So, uh, does that wrap up our Mastodon segment? That does. This has been our shallow dive into Mastodon. And I'm sure uh, if I, well, whatever occasion rises to where we wanted to dig into another one of our favorite bands, Jimmy may take the fucking reins again, mm -hmm. bring a segment to the show. For the third time in the history of him being on the show. <laughs> this th That's funny because this actually was my idea. What? Going through a like discography? A, like a discography yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. And um, I definitely learned a lot from the first time. Way less notes this time. <laughs> yeah, well, I let's mean... Let's streamline that shit. 
Yeah, like, I don't know. It just depends on how you want to approach it, you know what I mean? And we were, the first time is dry run, and fucking dry run. I don't know if you know how that goes, but sometimes it goes rough. Was that, was, that, was that a sex reference? Cause I, I think so. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't get that. So don't. You don't like it when it's dry? No, women just don't like my penis. That's, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could have told you that. Yeah, that's cool, though. Um, You know what? We're just going to... I mean, we're already close to an hour, so we could wrap up, but I feel like we should dig into Primus again. Overtime! That's whoop, right. whoop, whoop, whoop. Motherfucker. We're bragging it up. <laughs> okay, so... This is the Primus Deep Dive Part 2. We might get through everything today. We might not. We left off at... Uh, oh, shit. Which one was it? Well, we were just about was to... Was it pork tell- soda? Uh, I don't... Let me, let me turn the page back to be absolutely certain. Uh, yes, it was pork soda. Okay. So, we're uh, recording November 94, 92, March 95. June 95 is when details for the Punch Bowl comes out. Peaked at number eight, certified gold. So, they're doing pretty fucking well right now. After some really hit songs on the previous record. Mm-hmm. My name is Bud and shit like that. Um, fucking Kenny. So, this is their baseball first, bat? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Kenny. This is their first totally DIY record. Okay. Um, which they did at uh, Les's place, the uh, Rancho Cucamonga or something like that. No, it's Rancho Relaxo. That's what it is. And that's taken from a Simpsons reference. Anyway. God, he's um, such a fucking nerd. Why known as Big Brown Beaver? <laughs> yeah. Is on this. Uh Les says he hated that song for a while because people thought Primus as a joke band, which totally makes sense. It totally makes sense, but who like gives a, a shit? Song. Uh, they do Letterman and Conan, and they get a Grammy nomination for this. Uh, my album thoughts, and I don't know how long it's been since you listen to this, but uh, it's the most out there prog record so far for them. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. There's huge bass sound on this, no surprise there. Drums are kind of like less prominent in the mix, though. So that was kind of a weird first for them. Um, I noted that the drum solo section of uh, Hellbound 17 and a half is fucking awesome and weird. Uh, Favorite deep track is over the electric grapevine. Uh, And uh, let's see. Yeah, Hellbound was another great album closer. They're kind of known for their awesome album closers. So, moving on, 1996, uh, or, uh, drummer Alex or Herb leaves the band. Brain joins, and 96 is when they do the South Park theme. So a lot of people get turned on to them by that. Um, I always forget about that. As yeah, weird know, as that like, is, but I always forget that. Well, you just now it's been so long that they've been ingrained in South Park that like you just forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now they've done a few different themes for South Park. <sighs> Sweet your coffee. Nineteen ninety seven, the Brown album. Um I don't know how familiar you are with this one, but uh singles are Shake Hands with Beef and Over the Falls. 
This is one that gets really mixed reviews from fans. And first one that gets mixed reviews from fans and critics. It's not that different from Punchbowl, but uh, it's definitely less memorable in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, best deep tracks are Golden Boy or Chastising of Renegade. Um, I don't know. This is my least favorite up to this point, but uh, I will say that Brain is competent in his position as the drummer. Like the songs that they wrote on this, yeah, his simplistic approach fit the songs. Which that's sometimes not, that's all you need. Yeah, but that but the reason it's like less memorable or whatever for me is like the songs don't have the punch that I liked out of Primus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I like the heavy kind of edge to Primus, and they sort of are moving away from that slowly. So, um, yeah. So, Les says that he consciously made a weird record that sounded different from before. They love it still. Um, my thoughts, uh, let's see. Can't stand the way the drum, the bass drum sounds. There's zero attack. It sounds like it was recorded from across the room, which it probably was. <laughs> um, I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever laughed well, at. Well, I mean, that's like the kind of shit I listen for is like good production and stuff like that. And Primus had like really punchy bass drum, really punchy drums in general. Mm-hmm. And this just sounds like I'm recording from over there. You know what I mean? So it's weird. Um, let's see. Like like an old recording on a four track, you have one mic and yeah. everyone's and mic'd they did into it that themselves, one. So like they're trying weird shit, you know? Yeah. Um, some songs indicate the kind of stuff he would start doing on solo records. They're really like jam bandy. And let's see here. We go. August 98, the uh, Rhinoplasty EP, they redid Too Many Puppies on this, and they actually covered The Thing That Should Not Be, which was crazy. Um, You got your classic Clay Primus album art. He's got fucking amazing bass tone on this, which I was happy that he went back to it after that last record. Um, Ridiculous version of Tommy the Cat Live is on this. So uh, that's makes it worth checking out the cp every time you say the the year i'm like fuck i was in eighth grade <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um a couple listener comments here louis from band practice says uh, <laughs> last time he saw primus was when they over tool and it was awesome hmm. that that would probably be a really amazing show definitely yeah. um brandon in the jeep over the weekend when we hung out at nate's house um, he said he loved Tim Alexander's drum sound. Is that a, is that a quote? Yeah, that's a quote. Ninety nine, Annie Pop, um, lots of feature artists, producers, uh, James Hetfield, Tom Rello, Matt Stone of South Park. Uh, let's see here, Jim Martin from Faith No More, Fred Durst was a producer on this. Okay, I don't know why you're like because it's weird. Why? I, they were they were super. Popular I know they were at that time. time. Yeah. Um, I wrote down new metal question mark. So um, this is a thing like a lot of critics and a lot of fans think this is a new metal record. For the record, it's not. Um, 
it's just like a product of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, like I said, he brought in a bunch of people to like comment and stuff on his songs, writing uh, and everything this time. Way off subject, but someone recently sent me a video. They were like, dude, you got to check this out. This is so sweet. Yeah. And it was Corn and Slipknot covering Sabotage. Oh, yeah, no. It's fucking awful. No, no, I would not watch that it again. It was Awful. I checked it out when it was first on the websites and stuff. But. Oh my god, it was awful. And it's like this is why I stay off the internet. Did you hear about Weezer covering uh, Toto? No. <laughs> there was a t- a Twitter. This is getting way off subject, but there was a Twitter account. Get twi- get Weezer to cover Africa. Okay. Okay. So Weezer covered Rosanna first. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious yeah and then a week later they're like just kidding we did africa so they put out africa and obviously africa is the better one so moving on which is it's just weird that like the internet is able to make shit like that happen now yeah um so anyway okay back to Pop. um there's a lot of band tension at this point Les wants to hang with his kids and he's tired of label bullshit uh lacquerhead is the probably the highlight of this record uh banned from MTV why um, is that well lacquerhead uh is an animated video claymation where um guy is huffing stuff the entire time hmm. hence Did not know the, that yeah hence the song so um Family Values Tour special on MTV. I think I mentioned yeah, that was yeah. one of the first times that you I saw them, and uh, they were badass on that. Another listener comment: Richard Jaspering, former uh, contributor to the show, Richard. His buddy in high school had a pork soda T-shirt. <laughs> I lo- I love your quotes, by the way. I mean, that's like they they commented on Facebook. That's all they said. So I mean. <sighs> I pulled it straight. I don't want to misquote him. Yeah, oh, it just it's... my album thoughts. It's pretty. This is a pretty straightforward record, songwriting wise. Uh, nothing super prog or challenging like early on. Um, but catchy's good at times, right? Yes. Sorry, so, I was way away from the mic, but no, yes, it actually is. Some of these, some of these songs are actually pretty good. Revisiting, I hadn't heard this album in years. I don't but... know if I said this during the Mastodon thing, but if you do the same fucking album over and over. Not only are you going to get bored of it, but your fans are going to get bored of it. So you have to fucking try something a little different or experiment from time to time. Yeah, and I think uh, on this record, like, Les went way out of the box and even is like, I don't even know what to do anymore, dude. Like, the label is up my ass. Somebody help me. You know what I mean? Like, he's even mm-hmm. willing to ask other people what to do because he's at a loss at this point. And, and the band is not getting along, so that sucks, right? Well, when you when you want to be the creative driving force and somebody else is telling you how to do your right, music, right? It takes you out of it. So yeah, it's like why why don't somebody else write this and I'll just play it just right. to fucking fulfill a contract. So uh, yeah, so the 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 highlight of this record is just like small moments in each songs where he does some like five second bass thing that's like Jesus, you know what I mean? Because he's still great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if the songs are not as good overall, he is still amazing. Mm-hmm. You can still tell there's something in there. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, when was that? 99? So, this is where the great hiatus happens. Um, 
they don't get back together to play Primus until 2004, which is when I the first time that I saw them live um, at the pageant. They play. Uh, they alternate between playing "Sailing the Seas." And their first record, Frizzle Fry, so on this tour. So, what did you get? Uh, we got Sailing the Seas, and that was the one I was more familiar with at the time. Uh, g- going back, I would rather want Frizzle Fry. Okay, right? that's what I was about ready to ask. Yeah. Was but if you if you had the choice now, yeah, I like I said, I can't say anything. I I'm trying to stay offline with this, yep. be, which is really easy for me to do. Um, but. I have never seen them, so whatever I get, I'm just going to fucking take it in. Yeah, well, we're getting into more recent years now, so I think you're going to hear a lot of this newer stuff. I don't know, because I haven't looked up any set list whatsoever, but I have a pretty sneaky suspicion. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's fa- we fast forward even further. There is some reunion t- tours and shows here and there. But uh, they don't do another record until 2011. Damn, Tina. September really? 2011 is when Green Naugahyde comes out. This record goes so under the radar for me that, and I guess I was just into other shit at the time or whatever, um, but I didn't even hear this record until when I was doing this research. I may have heard a single... I don't even know if there, honestly, I don't even think there was a maybe radio sig- a single. I was going to say, maybe it's just because it was so long without it that yeah. you just were like, well, I guess they're not and getting back together. Dude, and now in this new age of like music releases and stuff, shit can go under the radar really mm-hmm. easily. You yeah, know I mean? like New Between the Buried Me comes out like next month. Right. Which You barely heard about the first half of this thing. Which so. I think is bullshit because I don't know why they didn't just do a full, anyway, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, September 2011. Uh, and I should say, in that hiatus, Les is doing all kinds of fucking side projects. And I'm not going to get into those. We don't have time. No, no, no. September 2011, Green Dog Eye comes out. Jay Lane is the drummer on this one. He's a guy who has done a bunch of side projects. I'm glad you're excited about this. Um, listeners could probably hear you yawn. It's my fucking day off. I, I get up early to do this with I you. I know. It was a joke. This is a throwback to their classic records. Um, they played uh, some 3D live shows with this. They, with played, like, w- they played with the Dudley Boys? Yes. Um, huh? And they get thrown through tables. Sweet! Um, they do this cool thing where they do like a surround sound setup for the, these shows. So I don't know if you heard about that, but they no. set up a special sound system at all the places they go to for this. Oh, that's Wish cool. I would have seen that, but apparently I was probably working. Or I just didn't even know about it. Yeah. Um, his bass sound is more reminiscent of his solo projects, which uh, you know I'm not complaining about that. I feel like he's only gotten better bass-wise. Kind of like uh, Getty did in mm-hmm. later years, too. Like He really focused on making that bass sound great live. Well, when you when you can no longer hit a fucking high C note, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gotta like make it as good musically sounding as and it can. If, and I mean, when you're playing for fucking forty years, if right. you don't get better, there's a problem. Right. Fast forward to September 2013, uh, Tim Alexander rejoins on drums, uh, and they play some mm-hmm. shows and tours here and there. 
uh, October 2014, a full year later, is the Chocolate Factory record. Okay, so this is, uh, I don't know if you've listened to this at all. Mm -mm. This album is definitely not for me. It's a gimmicky record. It's a concept album, of course, uh, based on the music of the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Uh, it honestly was a chore to listen to. Oh my God. No, I do remember this now. Yeah. This was in a few years ago, four, four yeah. years ago. Uh, they did a full tour where they came uh-huh. out and played all the music, the whole, whole record. Um, I, when I heard about it, I, I wasn't into the idea when I, it's like, it's almost like why I would do that when you could just write a record of your own music. I don't know. Cause to me. I guess just the idea and the thought of it still sounds kind of cool to me. There's some okay. I'll I'll give you that. There's something intriguing about it. It's like it's weird enough that didn't, like if anybody could pull it off, it probably would have been Primus. Didn't, uh, Johnny Depp have something to do with this too? No, or maybe his, no, no, no. Maybe he he was in the re- he was in the reboot. No, 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 no. Maybe I think like. Hollywood vampires or something toured with them on this tour. It's possible, but I don't know. I, f- I mean, that would sort of overshadow that it's Primus. Like, it's a Primus show. I do, I do, I do remember this, though. Maybe and I remember that you could stream the whole thing with a, uh, like, a accompanying fucking trippy. Yeah, there's fucking, definitely trippy videos and shit to yeah. go along with it. Uh, all that suffice to say, not for me. Uh, the punchiness of old Primus is not there. There's no heaviness whatsoever. They bring back the fucking Oompa Loompa theme like they do like seven times in the movie. They do it seven <laughs> times on the record. It's dude, it's just not great. I'm sorry, Primus fans out there. If you got a bone to pick with me, fucking whatever. I'm, there's at this point, there's only three people still listening. So nope, not true. Um, which by the way, I kind of want to like do away with saying we only have three listeners. I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> the more we say it, the less listeners will want to stick around because they feel like they don't feel special for sticking around. They feel like fucking maybe I shouldn't listen to this either. <laughs> That's my theory on it. Anyway, let's move on. Oh. This is uh, September 2017. This is their latest record. Um, didn't hear this until this week. Uh, it's about uh, a book about rainbow goblins. They're trying to steal colors. It's very, very trippy. <laughs> um, the If you watch this on YouTube, all of the uh, videos have a, like, narration at the beginning from mm-hmm. Les where he's, where he's wearing a pig mask. It's very odd. Um, <laughs> shouldn't be surprised. No. Um, so I kind of just wrote some general notes on it. First track is a setup song. It's not really that great. Justin Chancellor, the bass player for Tool, is the narrator of it. Okay. He, I don't think he does the narration on the YouTube video, though. Um, second song is like exactly like King Crimson, the best King Crimson shit. Uh, and I wrote, now we're cooking. <laughs> so obviously shit gets better. Um, return of Primus Octobons. Mm, a ham and egger. There was Octobons actually on the previous two records that I didn't even mention, but goddamn Octobons yeah. are great. Um, lots of really drawn out sections like stonery acid type stuff. 
Uh, I kind of miss the heavy Primus when they're doing those sections, but there's a lot of really great moments where shit's really cooking, like I said. So, um, shit's really, I want, I want, you know what I'm saying though, when I I say that they're like, they're actually like really going heavy. I know. I, one of these days we are going to actually make a t-shirt. Um, I want a picture of your face. On a shirt, and it just has quote underneath it that says, shit is cooking, or yeah. shit gets cooking, and that's all the fucking shit, or like a picture of your face on the front and then on the back in quotes, shit gets cooking. I would wear it. You'd wear a, a shirt of your own face. No, I wear a shirt of your face, and you wear a shirt of my face. Ah, uh, but- we, We'd have two shirts. Okay. And then when you combine them together- <laughs> It would be one shirt that would fit me. I get it. I get what you're one saying. One says shits and one says cooking. <laughs> okay, but does your shirt say... Great, so my mine's... Yours gonna... definitely says shits. That's what I figured. Because my... it's bacon and nays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, the whole concept's there, man. Yeah. But the only problem is you got to buy you gotta sell, you gotta buy both and then wear <laughs> them with a friend. With a friend, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a work in progress. <laughs> an open quote. So on one side it says shit. So you literally have shit. To... It's shit apostrophe s. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you have to stand back to back. Right, and then and then even get a third friend that it's got the dash and it says bacon and nays on it. We're fucking figuring this shit out. This is this is how you get like a a group of guys to do too much metal for one right, hand. right there. Um. Yeah, so the like I said on previous records, the great moments are worth sticking out. The stonery moments, I gotta be a little honest here. I feel like when we see they play like ha- probably half of this record live, there's gonna be some like long drawn out shit where I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like where you're pulling to me, big yawns. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the third shifter in me where I'm like we're getting towards the end of the show. I'm gonna be like, goddamn, kind of tired. <laughs> um. I would also compare this record to, and I know you're not really into Floyd at all, but yeah. the Floyd album Animals, I would compare it to that, or some King Crimson, heavier King, heavier King, King Crimson. You shit. are done, aren't you? <laughs> uh, cream. You're thinking crispy cream, cream is what cream, you're thinking of. Cream fresh. <laughs> cream fresh. So I was cream thinking fresh. of. Uh, that's gonna do it for the part two of Prime's deep dive. We got a lot done today, man. Mm-hmm. God damn. Do we have any ham and eggers? Uh, I feel like I. I mean, I feel like someone that fell off an escalator should be a ham and egger, but the guitars for anal cunt. <laughs> yeah. The dead guitars for anal cunt. You want to? No, I. I just. I said I feel like that should be it, but I don't even. Know, I don't even know if I have a ham and egger for this week. I think that's. You already said it. It's the dead guitarist for anal cunt. <laughs> that's it. Mine is Confederate flags. <laughs> okay. And that's going to do it for this week. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Green bean. Bye. Bye.